Hi, friend. Welcome to Holly's Highlights, a podcast designed to encourage, inspire, and equip you to intentionally live your life full of purpose. I'm your host, Holly Kirby, motivational speaker, leadership cultivator, marketing strategist, and personal cheerleader. Let's check out today's highlight. With New Year resolutions just around the corner, often they involve finances. In fact, 80% of those who put in those finance goals tend to only keep them for six weeks. So with the end of the year is a great time for some self-reflection to look at what worked and maybe some of the, the changes that might need to be for the year ahead. When it comes to our finances, there are so many tools we can use from annual bank statements to credit card statements and even meeting with a tax professional. That is where our guest today comes in, Tony Wolf. Tony has over 25 years of experience in public accounting, working closely with businesses and high net worth individuals, uh, business sectors he's worked with include real estate, investors, nonprofit organizations, from trusts and retail and services, technology, manufacturers, restaurants, professional corporations, and venture capitals. You name it, this guy is your pro. Tony's principal objective is to provide the highest quality tax, advisory, and accounting services to his clients in the best professional manner with integrity, objectivity, and independence. He is disciplined to adhere to the regulations and standards that are set forth by the CPA profession itself. As the principal tax partner at Wolf & Company, Tony is responsive to change in his client's business, and he continually strives to improve the quality of his professional services and is committed to developing the trust of his clients, which is so important. His areas of practice include consulting family banks for the highly affluent, business consulting and tax planning, including choice of entity, as well as planned giving estate and gift tax planning. Tony has extensive experience with business owners, investors, and real estate developers, especially who can, he helps them reduce taxes through the various tax solutions. Tony received his accounting degree from the U of U, and he is a certified public accountant belonging to the AICPA, which is the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants, as well as the UACPA, which is the Utah Association of Certified Public Accountants. So thank you, Tony, for joining us today and welcome. Oh, thanks, Holly. I'm glad to be here. Now, Tony, you see and, and deal with so much when it comes to, to finances. What are some of the most concerning financial dilemmas that you have come, come across your desk? Some of the biggest dilemmas that I've seen in uh, my career are people just having too much debt, mm. um, having too much credit card debt, uh, house debt, business debt. I mean, debt is a real drain on any individual, on families, and definitely on businesses. Some of that, because of debt, then that allows people to live beyond their means, live beyond their income that they receive. They spend more than they make because of debt. It's too easy to get debt. I've seen several large businesses even, you know, fail because they overextended themselves. Wow. A lot of times people just live paycheck to paycheck Mm -hmm. and it's draining. It's hard for people to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Is there a way then when you're seeing all of this debt from all ends? Because as you mentioned, it's not just in the personal lives, it's also in rolling over into the businesses. So is there a way that that you see that people can prevent themselves to getting into such debt? Yeah, I would suggest that people just live within their means, live within the income that that they have, uh, what they can afford. My dad always told me, 
if you can't afford it, don't buy it. Doing that, and one way to do that, a really, really helpful tool is to live on a budget. Yeah, that makes sense. What advice might you have on setting up a budget? For some, they don't even know where to begin with that. One, they can uh, talk talk with a professional, talk with people that they know who live on a budget. A great website and resource is Dave Ramsey. He has a great resource for living on a budget. They can Google budgets and just create a spreadsheet, do it on a piece of paper on the back of a napkin and take their income and take their monthly expenses and break those down. And then when you don't have margin or room for some of those expenses, you're going to have to cut them out and live within the income you make. People can also get second jobs if they need to, to make ends meet and to help them get out of debt, take a second job if they have to, maybe be a pizza delivery person. Mm-hmm. Uh, for a while, this is just seasonal because, you know, one day if they do it right and apply the debt snowball where they start paying off one credit card and then when that's paid off, they take that money and, and start paying off the second credit card and, and make that debt snowball, you know, roll so that all their debt gets paid off. One way to do that is to, you know, take a second job because you won't have to have that second job forever because you'll be out of debt and you won't need to make as much or you will be making more and you'll find more freedom in life. Right, right. So it can be temporary just to to help get out of that debt that they found themselves in. Now, in addition to budgets, budgets can be overwhelming in the in themselves, but then also a lot of people get really stuck on on that tax time. And we're coming upon that going into a new year. Of course, you have that fresh opportunity to start on that budget, like you mentioned, but that means that tax time isn't too far away. And as you mentioned with income, it can be kind of tricky as to what we claim on income, what, what taxes are paid on. So whether that be garage sales or online shopping or selling or even tips, if you as you mentioned, going and getting another job and being a pizza delivery person, you might now have tips that are involved in that or or the new craze seems to be the room rentals of your home or whatever it might be. Can you kind of walk us through what what do we pay on? What income that we make do we actually pay taxes on? How does that work? Okay, so generally, the federal government wants you to pay tax on all your worldwide income. That includes you know, the little sources of income like babysitting and any constructively received income. Even if you had income that was assigned to someone else, but you received it. So for example, if you are divorced and that income comes to you, but then then you're supposed to pay it to your ex-spouse, that income is taxable to you. Prepaid income is taxable Again, wages, employee compensations, taxable. Some fringe benefits could be taxable. If you own a business, that net income after expenses is taxable, as well as investment income like capital gains and dividends and interest income, income from partnerships and S corporations, royalties. What's new now are virtual currencies, Bitcoin. Um, that income is also taxable if you really? trade virtual currencies, that's taxable as well. And bartering, if you trade services, you technically are supposed to report that on your tax return. Wow, it sounds like a lot to keep track of for sure, which is even more why the reason why why we need to come to people like you to, to help us, the experts. 
Yeah, so that's what we do. We help people, you know, our goal is to help people to not be audited, but our main goal is to help people keep what they earn. Yeah. Because we all work really hard for the income that we do have. We want to help them keep that. So we help our clients reduce their taxes through legal and strategic tax methods. Absolutely. Now, a lot of people, as they are going to get those first job, second job, whatever it might be, they get a little stuck on what that filing status looks like. And they're not sure exactly what number to file or what is even considered a dependent. Can you walk us through what that looks like and and how we know what we're supposed to claim? Sure. There are five types of filing statuses. Those are head of household. That would be somebody who's single and has a dependent. Qualified widower, that might be somebody who is married and lost their spouse but had a child still living with them. Married filing jointly or married filing separately. That's where two married couples end up filing their returns separate from each other. And there are ways to use that as a tax strategy to avoid the marriage penalty. That's uh, something that happens in taxes with high income earners. Okay. And the last filing status is single. Now, you don't get to choose, well, you can choose the type of filing status, but for example, if you're single, you can't really choose to file married filing jointly because right. you're not married. And then as a dependent, there's two types of dependents. You can have a qualifying child or a qualifying relative. Both types of dependents need to be citizens of the United States or residents of Canada or Mexico, they can't claim themselves as a dependent. And if your dependents that you want to claim files a married filing jointly return, you can't claim that individual because they're going to be claimed on their own return. Okay. Um, There's various rules as to who is a qualifying child and a qualifying relative. When people are filling out their W-4s and trying to, you know, put down their number of dependents or what their filing status is, it's good to seek, you know, the advice of a professional or to maybe even just do a Google search to see what that is. Or better yet, you know, they they may even have an HR manager that can uh, help walk them through that. Okay. So if you are, are filing having a dependent, then that can that dependent also file for taxes or, or how does that work? Okay. So if you have a dependent, so for example, you're a mother and you've got a teenage son who's out, he's mowing neighbor's yards. He should file a tax return to claim his income. But if he's not making more than whatever the current standard deduction is for the standard deduction changes each year. But if he's making less than that standard deduction, he may not have to file a tax return. Okay. But if he's making more than the standard deduction, or if he's working at a barista at a Starbucks, then he'll get a W-2. And if he has state income tax or federal income tax withheld, and he's under the standard deduction, he'll still want to file to get those taxes back. That was withheld from his wages. Right. And that's his money. He, sh- he should get that back, even if he doesn't have a filing requirement. We're so great about making sure that we're we're looking into how we get to still keep our money. And I love that. So when it comes to the standard deduction or when should we itemize those type of questions, what would your advice be on, on how to save that money? What what does that itemization look like? And, and how do we know if, if we are able to take part in that? What should we be itemizing? 
Okay, so under the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act of 2017, they changed the standard deduction and, and they basically doubled it and it made it pretty high. So for example, in 2020, if you're married filing jointly, the standard deduction is $24,800. Wow. High. If yeah. You're under age 65. So if your itemized deductions are more than that, well, that's when you want to itemize. And so the question is, well, what can we itemize? Mm. And some of those are, you can deduct or itemize your deductions, such as your medical expenses, if they exceed 7.5% of your adjusted gross income, your property taxes and state and local income taxes are deductible, but they're limited to $10,000. And your mortgage interest on your main home and mortgage interest on a second home, like a vacation home, is also deductible. And charitable contribution deductions to a qualified 501c3 organization are deductible or to a donor-advised fund. Um, if, if you add up all those itemized deductions and they're more than the standard deduction, then you'll want to itemize. Now, you just hit on one that often causes confusion of the contributions, the the donations, whether it be uh, to a nonprofit or, or whatever that might look like. But can you still deduct that if you're receiving a good? Let's say they're having a bake sale. Are you able to still write off that deduction even though you receive something? Or is it only when you give without anything in return? Typically, it's only when you receive and you don't get anything in return. However, if you're at a bake sale and you give $100 and you receive a $25 cake, you can still write off $75. You can deduct the amount above the fair market value of what you received in goods or services. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Now, when it comes to like some of your your small-based business owners, you know, writing off space in their home or something like that, or even employees, can they write off their uniform purchases or does that still all go back to that overall amount? Okay. So for example, if you're going to itemize your deductions as an individual, you can no longer write off your uniforms if you're an employee. Unreimbursed employee expenses are no longer deductible unless you have certain qualified educator expenses, you're an armed forces reservist, qualified performing artist, so some fee-based state or government officials, or employees with impairment-related work expenses. Those are still deductible. However, for most everybody else, Unreimbursed employee expenses are no longer deductible, such as uniforms, supplies that you're not reimbursed for, and also a home office for employees is not deductible. And in this age oh. of COVID, several people are working from home. Yeah. So, so what we recommend our clients is, is to get reimbursed for that by the employer. A reimbursement is not taxable. And it's better than a tax deduction because you're getting 100% back rather than getting, let's just say, a 30% tax deduction for that amount. That's what we would recommend. However, if you are a business owner or you're self-employed and you have a home office and it is your principal place of business and it's used exclusively for business, then you can write off a home office deduction. Okay. That's a lot of uh, very good information, especially for this day and age. Now, when we look at tax credits, we hear a lot about tax credits, whether it be childcare or retirement account contributions. How does that all play into this? 
Yeah, so tax credits typically offset the tax liability dollar for dollar. So they're a great way to reduce your taxes. In contrast, a tax deduction just offsets a portion of the tax liability based on whatever tax rates or whatever tax bracket the individual is in. So a tax credit is actually better than a tax deduction. Okay. Now, with the stimulus that came out this year, how will that play into those tax credits or deductions or or how is that categorized? With the uh, $1,200 COVID uh, stimulus, those are not taxable. Okay. Wow, a lot of information. So of course, one thing that, that everyone seems to fear is is the risk of being audited. What what can people do to prevent or uh, try to reduce that risk of being audited, whether they be a business or an individual? Right. So one thing you want to do is report all of your taxable income. The IRS has sophisticated computers and match up the income that's reported to them with what is on your tax return if you do not if they don't match up you could get a letter from the irs several of the audits that the irs performs are just paper audits meaning hey you didn't report some interest income or some capital gain income because they received it from your brokerage or from your bank but you forgot to put it on your tax return that is actually considered an audit but it's not as scary as you know, going down to the IRS office right? And, uh, <laughs> yeah. from, from an IRS agent. But <laughs> you also want to have documentation to back up any of your deductions, just in case you do get audited, and only deduct what is ordinary and necessary if, you're, if you are a business owner. Okay. Uh, one thing we tell our clients is pigs get fed and hogs get slaughtered, so we don't mind being a little piggish. But we definitely don't want to be a hog and yeah. get slaughtered in an audit. Yeah, that that's a great way to, to look at it. What then would be, with all of this, what would be like one of your number one piece of advice for individuals as well as small businesses and even nonprofit organizations into going into a new year and, and really being financially free and, and make sure that they are, are safe and secure and, and ready for what's to come? Yeah, the first thing I tell them is to pray especially in this uh, environment that we're in. Absolutely. But, you know, as a, as a business owner, you know, one way they can be prepared and protect themselves is through entity structuring, various types such as partnerships, LLCs, C corporations and S corporations. Those, those can help reduce their taxes and coming up with different strategies and planning is, is a great way to do that. Liability insurance is a good way to do that. And and again, just having an entity to help protect you as well. One thing we do, we try to be proactive with our clients. And this time of the year, with a couple months left, right now we're doing tax planning to help clients, again, keep what they earn and reduce their taxes. Whereas if somebody comes in after the year starts, it's too late to uh, come up with some of the strategies that that we can do. Okay. That's so great. A good point about just being prepared and, and planning in advance. And the more that you can learn early on, the hopefully the better it will protect you later in life, both personally, as well as in the businesses that, that you might be a part of leading or running yourself. So if you could go back and encourage or inspire or even equip yourself as a child, what would you tell your young self? Well, my young self was a little uh, obnoxious. So. <laughs> 
I, I would tell my young self, and something I've just told my kids as well, is don't be selfish and uh, put others before yourself. Pursue your dreams. And part of pursuing your dreams is, you know, knowing who you are and just be yourself. God didn't create you to be someone else. And pursue your dreams and take risks. It's, uh, it's okay to take risks. And it's okay to fail. You yeah. learn from our failures. But don't be afraid to, to pursue your dreams and by taking some risk. Right, right. Well, I, I can tell you listeners that I have personally used Tony's tax services for years, and he's not always going to tell you what you want to hear, but he is always going to tell you what you need to hear. And I have such respect for you, Tony, as, as truly you know your stuff, and you have such high integrity and character, which gives me a piece when dealing with such a frustrating topic such as finances. I think you just put so much uh, wisdom nuggets in that, that one piece of advice that you gave us, but is there anything else that you would tell our listeners on how to intend live their life of purpose? I'd say live in the moment. I mean, a lot of times we look, uh, you know, we're always dwelling on our past or we're always worried about the future. I, I think if we can just be in the present and live in the moment, whether it's good or bad, just lean into it. You know, one thing is uh, create margin in your life, whether mm. that's financially, uh, so that you have the freedom to, if an opportunity presents itself to you, you have that margin to pursue it. Right. Um, whether it's financially or just personally, you know, a lot of clearly I'm not a single mom, but I can I can imagine, you know, what it's like it, it, it can be difficult. But yeah. if you can carve out time for yourself and just to have time of rest and to reflect and, and just be able to have that opportunity to not continually being so busy. I think that's a great thing is just creating margin. And like I said, pursue your dreams. Dream big. There's a great book out there by Bob Goff called Dream Big. You know, it's pretty motivational. I love that. Tony, where can our listeners connect with you? Well, they can uh, go to our website at wolftaxcpa.com. That's wolf with two Fs. They can email us at info at wolftaxcpa.com or give us a call at 801-695-9533. Perfect. Well, thank you, Tony, so much for pouring your knowledge into us and helping equip us for this year ahead. I I really do appreciate your time. Oh, thanks, Holly. It was great. Appreciate it. Appreciate you. Thank you for joining me on this journey of life. I hope that today's highlight has been encouraging, inspiring, and equipping so you can go out and live your life full of purpose. I'd be honored if you'd take a moment to leave a review or better yet, subscribe. We can also stay in touch by joining my email list at hollykirby.com. That's H-O-L-L-Y-C-U-R-B-Y.com. Until next time, make it a great day for a great day.